0: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day,
1: especially during Pride Month. Which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com.
2: Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. Now, normally here on The Sports Angle, I don't like to call people out. Normally on this show... I just like to focus on what's going on in the world. If someone has an opinion that's theirs, that's perfectly fine. But recently, I heard something that was so absurd. I heard something so blasphemous that I just can't ignore it. So on the Big Four Network, there's this guy named Stephen A. Smith. And he said earlier this week... That Houston Texans Deshaun Watson, Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers, and maybe even Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady could dominate like Patrick Mahomes if they had wide receiver Tyreek Hill and tight end Travis Kelsey catching passes. In other words, Stephen A. Smith is trying to deny the fact that Patrick Mahomes is one of a kind. What Stephen A. Smith did was pretty much try to discredit Patrick Mahomes for all of the abilities that he has on the field. See, when somebody says that, oh, insert quarterback, could do exactly what this guy does if he had his wide receiver and tight end, he's pretty much saying that that quarterback isn't as special because he has Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. And I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to try to be as blunt about it. Stephen A. Smith, put down the weed. Stephen A. Smith, whatever you are on, stop it. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks I have ever seen play. Patrick Mahomes can do things on the field that I have not seen a quarterback do ever. The fact that Patrick Mahomes can get out of the pocket and he can literally go 60 yards down the field with just one pump, the fact that Patrick Mahomes can run and also sling the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill, that isn't something that every quarterback can do. The fact that Patrick Mahomes has a very high football IQ, that is something that not everybody has in the NFL. And more importantly, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, the reason why they work is not just because they have a special talent. The reason why Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey work is because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL passing the ball to them. All right, Tyreek Hill has that speed. But you might notice that the reason why he gets those passes is because Patrick Mahomes buys time in the pocket and runs around in order to get Tyreek Hill open so that he can use his legs to get down the field. If you have ever watched Travis Kelty play, when Travis Kelty was with Alex Smith, as opposed to Patrick Mahomes, there were certain plays that didn't develop because Alex Smith doesn't have the agility and doesn't have the awareness that a Patrick Mahomes does. Look, I'm just being honest, that if you want to see what a different quarterback did with Hill and with Kelsey, just look at Alex Smith. I mean, people tend to forget that Patrick Mahomes has only been the starting quarterback since 2018. Kelsey has been in the league for almost eight years now. Tyreek Hill was in the league before Patrick Mahomes. So, for anyone who wants to make this argument that, oh, Mahomes is only good because of Hill and Kelsey, well, then please tell me why Alex Smith wasn't as good when he had Hill and Kelsey on his roster. So, like I said, I don't like to call out people here on the Sports Angle. But I had to address this, because when you make a statement so absurd, like what Stephen A. Smith did, when somebody says that a player is only good because of his wide receiver and his tight end, you are pretty much discrediting the quarterback. When you say that he is only good because of insert here, you're pretty much trying to defame the guy who has won an MVP, a guy who has won a Super Bowl, a guy who in his first four years in the league has done something that most quarterbacks have never done in NFL history, and that is win a Super Bowl and win an NFL MVP. I mean, if you want to look at the list of quarterbacks who have done both, it isn't that long, and there's a reason why. Because winning an MVP and winning a Super Bowl together is a a rare feat in itself. It is an accomplishment that means that you are one of the best in the NFL. So understand that Patrick Mahomes, there's a reason why people are saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL. There's a reason why people were saying that Patrick Mahomes could win his second NFL MVP this year. There is a reason why the Chiefs went 15-1 and on their way to the Super Bowl. Because simply put, Patrick Mahomes is a -a one-of-a-kind talent. Patrick Mahomes is a -a one-in-a-generation type talent. And I have never disputed that. So that's why I'm coming on the show today. And I'm saying to you and I'm saying to everyone around the world that Stephen A. Smith, you are so off-site. Understand that Stephen A. Smith, when you make an absurd statement that any quarterback, like a Deshaun Watson, any quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, could get on the field and do what Patrick Mahomes does if they had Hill and Kelsey, is blasphemous. And honestly, I think that you are just saying that because you're jealous of the fact that Patrick Mahomes has done in the first four years what none of the quarterbacks for your Philadelphia Eagles have done in the last 20. But it says we're going to talk about jealousy here on the sports angle. It says we're going to talk about people who are jealous of quarterbacks. Now, recently, I was listening to this show called The Sports Circus. And they had Ringmaster Salad. He brought on Eli the Dream Crusher Thompson. By the way, I'm going to give props to Eli. You're getting better. Fantastic job. Now, they were talking about Philip Rivers. And Eli made this claim that Philip Rivers will go into the Hall of Fame. And that's a very good statement. But Ringmaster Sal, on the other hand, thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Ringmaster Sal sat there and said that Philip Rivers getting into the Hall of Fame is absurd just because of one thing. He never made it to a Super Bowl. Well, Ringmaster Sal, I just want to let you know one thing. Out of the 26 Hall of Famers that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, did Dan Fouts make it to a Super Bowl? Did Warren Moon make it to a Super Bowl? Did Sonny Jurgensen make it to a Super Bowl? Like, here's a news fact for you. Not every Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback made it to a Super Bowl. More importantly, if you check the stats of Phillip Rivers, if you know what his stats are, you will know that he is without a doubt a lock to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. First off, let's just consider this. When it came to past completions, Phillip Rivers is fifth all time, only behind Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. When it comes to passing yards all time, Philip Rivers is fifth, only behind Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. And when it comes to passing touchdowns all time, Philip Rivers is fifth, only behind Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Understand that how can you excuse someone who is top five in three of the most important categories? For a quarterback. How about you explain to me. How you're going to leave off a guy. Who is an eight-time pro bowler. And a two-time all-pro quarterback. How are you going to exclude a guy. That has all of the statistics. To put him in can. Now do I think he'll be a first ballot. Hall of Famer. No. But understand that Phillip Rivers. Will get in. Because he has the statistics. And he has the accolades. To back it up. So for the people out there, like a ringmaster, Sal, who's sitting there and saying that Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer, I want you to check the statistics, and I want you to check the facts. Because understand that if we put Philip Rivers, and we put his stats among the 26 Hall of Famers, here's where he would rank, by the way. When it comes to past completions, he would be second out of 27 Hall of Famers. When it comes to passes completed, when it comes to passing touchdowns, he would be second on that list. And when it comes to passing yards, he would be second among all 27 Hall of Famers, including him. So when I tell you those facts, that's how I know that it is 100% undisputed that Philip Rivers will be in the Hall of Fame. And the reason why I think Ringmaster Sal saying that is because he's a bitter Chargers fan and Philip Rivers never got them to a Super Bowl. Same like with Stephen A., it's bitter that Patrick Mahomes is doing in Kansas City, what Carson Wentz hasn't been able to do in Philadelphia. This is the sports angle. We're going to get into the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: That's 800-470-7113. Amp, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and
0: sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O dot com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
1: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor. On your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call US Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90 day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks.
3: 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. That's 800-854-3183.
2: Welcome back to The Sports Angle live on AMP TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. The Las Vegas Raiders, they had their first season here in Nevada. They played in the brand new Allegiant Stadium. And We will say that when it comes to the Raiders, they had what I like to call a great start, a terrible ending, but there is promise at the end of the tunnel. Understand that when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders, there is this hope, there is this belief that when it comes to the Raiders, they have a very high stealing. Understand that when it comes to Las Vegas, there is this idea out there that they have the pieces around them to be a successful team. There is this idea that the Las Vegas Raiders, all they need is just a couple of holes to be patched, and they will be fine. Now, here's one thing we have to acknowledge, one thing we have to consider— Understand that when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders, they finished 500. All right? They went 8 and 8. Now, for some teams like the Chicago Bears, 8 and 8 is considered a good season. 8 and 8 is considered a job well done. You finished exactly 500. But there's one thing you have to remember. Because you finished 8 and 8, that means that you still have to make improvements. Understand that just because you went 8 and 8 doesn't mean that you're done rebuilding. In fact, I say you are actually have to build more to that roster. Now, where could the Raiders officially make some changes? Now, what are the solutions that the Raiders could make this off season? Because we're going to focus on that in the next segment. All right, the next segment, we're going to talk about the off season. I'm going to talk about some moves they can make. In the fourth segment, I'm going to talk about the NFL draft, talk about where their draft position is, what are some players that could be available around that mark. But right now, I want to focus on 2020. All right, I want to take you back to last year, and I want you – To hear what they did, understand that this 2020 season, this is John Gruden's fourth season with the Raiders. Understand that John Gruden has been with the Raiders for four years now. He went seven and nine in 2019. He went eight and eight in 2020. So, if you could do analytics and you could do probability. Then maybe they'll go nine and seven in twenty twenty-one. Because apparently that's the trend. Seven and nine, eight and eight. Well, you're gonna have to go one up on the ladder and go nine and seven. How about the fact that the Raiders, they actually made an accomplishment this year? They were the only they're the only third team in the NFL to have five hundred all-time wins. I want you to understand how amazing of a feat that is understand that when it comes to the when it comes to the AFL to have 500 all-time wins when it comes to that is an amazing stat for the Raiders to have 500 now despite that 500 all-time wins which wasn't all-time high considering that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and that was their only loss on the year in Kansas City that is a high note and understanding that the Las Vegas Raiders by week 10, had, were six and three. And they had a playoff spot pretty much wrapped up with the AFC. All right, that was the highest point of the season. That's when Raiders fans were excited. That's when people in Las Vegas were excited to see Allegiant Stadium potentially hoist a playoff game. There were all of these people that were smiling. And we're uh, all happy for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, here's what happened. They suffered a late-season collapse that I can only explain as laughable. They had a collapse that drove Raiders fans chaotic. Understand the Las Vegas Raiders did something that I still don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know how you lost five of your last seven games. Like, I've had people try to explain this to me, and I still don't get how they did it. I mean, understand that they had a devastating loss to the Dolphins, where John Gruden's play calling was at full display. Understand that the Dolphins game against Ryan Fitzpatrick, that terrible face mask call... With a great catch by Matt Collins, set up the field goal that got the Dolphins not only into a chance to make the playoffs, but it eliminated the Raiders right then and there. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders played terrible against the Jets, but they somehow won the game. They did terrible against the Miami Dolphins, and they lost that game. And more importantly, they had a struggle that I still don't know one key thing. And that was, okay, you lost to the Chargers. Justin Herbert made a fantastic effort. I won't criticize you for that. But how do you lose to the Colts by 17? How do you lose to the Atlanta Falcons by 38? How do you lose to all of these teams, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by 25. Like, it's not the fact that the Raiders lost that upset me. It was the fact of how they lost is what worried me. Because if you're going to go up against good teams, you have to put up a strong effort. All right, when they beat the New Orleans Saints at the beginning of the year, that was amazing. When they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the beginning of the year... That was incredible. But as we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders and we're recapping 2020 so that we can look ahead to 2021 in the next segment. Understand that when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders, there is this idea. There is this philosophy that we have to trust John Cruden. There is this ideology That John Gruden is going to do what's best for us. Alright, if we trust Chucky, he is going to get us to a playoff game. If we trust Gruden, he is going to get us to the promised land, just like he did in Tampa Bay. Well, I want Oakland Raiders fans, I want Las Vegas Raiders fans, I want everyone around the world to hear this. Because I'm only going to say this once. John Gruden... Did not win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tony Dungy did. Tony Dungy was the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that Super Bowl in 2002. It was not John Gruden. So as we continue with the Las Vegas Raiders conversation. You have to sit there and wonder. Was that late season collapse mainly on Gruden's head? Was the responsibility of that collapse solely on Gruden? Was it the fact that their defensive coordinator messed up time and time again? Was that his responsibility? How about the fact that their offensive line had injury plague, uh, was injury plagued, and the fact that their offensive line had Josh Jacobs pretty much getting wrapped up within two yards? How about the fact that Derek Carr had a pretty much run for his life the last four weeks because he had no offensive line. He had no meat wall in front of him. Understand that when you lose lose five of your last seven, that will cause any team to miss the playoffs. Understand that when they lost to the Indianapolis Colts like they did, it was an embarrassment. When they lost by one point to the Miami Dolphins, I looked at my family and told them that the Raiders were not going to get it done. And they did not get it done. So in 2020, we also have to remember who they got in the offseason that was supposed to help them moving forward. You got to remember that they signed Marcus Mariota to a multi-year deal. Now, what does that mean for Derek Carr? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. They went and got help on the defensive side, adding a Corey Littleton, adding a Carol Nazem, getting a guy like Malik Collins. So they're they're adding to a team when it comes to defense. And that's a start, but it's not good enough. They signed Marcus Mariota as a backup plan for Derek Carr. Is that enough? We'll talk about that. In the upcoming segment. Because there are all of these guys. That are playing for the Raiders. That I just wonder chemistry wise. Are they the right fit? There are players on this organization. That I just sit there and question. Are they the right person for the job? Are they the best person. At their position. For the Raiders organization. When we come back here on the Sports Angle, we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to get into the 2021 offseason. We're going to talk about Derek Carr. We're going to talk about players that could be leaving the organization. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox, and NBC Sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, The Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and The Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales. The sports Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus.
2: Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We have been talking about the Las Vegas Raiders uh, in the last segment. I went over what they did in 2020. I talked about their disastrous end to season, And I discussed what they need to do in 2021. Now, the biggest question on all Raiders fans' minds, the biggest if and the biggest question that all Raiders fans need to know is what's the situation with Derek Carr? The question that Raiders organization in the front office needs to settle is will Derek Carr be brought back next year or are they going to trust Marcus Mariota to take the reins next year? Because you saw Marcus Mariota come into the game when Derek Carr got injured late in the season. And Marcus Mariota did not perform that bad in a Raiders jersey. But understand that Derek Carr, he will have been seven years into this point. Like Derek Carr is not a young guy in the NFL anymore. All right. He is seven years in. He has gotten his bumps. He's taken those hits. And one thing I have observed about a veteran quarterback, especially a quarterback who's coming into year eight of their career, is that if they can go out and win a championship somewhere else, they're going to go do it. If they're tired of losing, In the current situation that they are at, they try to get out of it. I mean, we're seeing that right now with Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. I mean, understand that Matthew Stafford had been there for a long time, but he is tired of losing and he wants out. So could Derek Carr do the same thing? Well, before we answer that question, we have to answer why it would happen. And the only way we're going to do that is by examining Derek Carr's contract for next year. So for 2021, Derek Carr has a base salary of 19.5 million dollars. Okay, 19 and a half million for a quarterback doesn't sound that bad in the modern NFL. All right, when you're having guys like Patrick Mahomes who are getting paid 40 million dollars. Nineteen and a half doesn't sound like that much, but here is where Derek Carr's big why is coming into into play. The reason why the Raiders would let him go is the cap hit that he has on his roster space. Derek Carr's cap hit for twenty twenty one is twenty two point one million dollars. I'm gonna repeat that again: twenty one point. million is the cap hit for Derek Carr. Now, if they got rid of Derek Carr, if they released him, if they traded him, if they let Derek Carr walk, his dead cap would be $2.5 million. So if the Raiders let go of Derek Carr, it would save them $19.6 million to their cap space. Now, for some of you, you're not going to look at that as that big of a deal. But when you're a front office, when you are the upper management of an NFL team, if you can save $19.6 million by releasing one player, it makes it sound a heck of a lot better. Understand that letting go of one guy and just letting him walk would save you nearly $20 million. Well, that would allow you to spend money and reinvest it into the rest of the roster. So you could take that $19.6 million that you would save by letting go of Derek Carr, and you could invest it in the offensive line. You could invest it in the defense. Now, Derek Carr has stressed in the past that he is tired of losing. Derek Carr has stressed in the past that he has had problems with John Gruden. And when a quarterback and a head coach are butting heads, normally that means one of two things. Either one, the head coach is gone and the quarterback will stay, or the head coach will stay and the quarterback will be gone. And considering that John Gruden has a 10-year contract, and he has a $100 million contract, Uh, contract with his name on it and partial ownership. That tells me that Derek Carr is not going to be here next year. In fact, that is my angle to all of you is that as we've been talking about the Las Vegas Raiders and what they're going to do in the 2021 offseason, I'm telling you that because they can save $19.6 million by letting Derek Carr go, The Raiders will do that this offseason. That is my angle to all of you, to all the Raiders fans out there listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas. Derek Carr will not be here next year because financially, it makes more sense to let him go than to keep him on the roster and take that $22.1 million cap hit. In fact, if the Raiders actually want to make more money and want to save more money, left tackle Trent Brown has been a bust in Oakland. He has been injured. He hasn't been playing that much in his two years. He has been in in Las Vegas. And for a guy who is making $14 million, for a guy who has a $14 million cap hit, I think the Raiders are going to let him go. Because understand that why would you continue to pay $14 million when you can release him, have $0 in dead cap, and save $14 million to go and get an offensive lineman that's not injury-prone? Why wouldn't you go out and get an offensive lineman that's cheaper than Trent Brown, and that, and that, and that is involved because you released said player? So I say Trent Brown's going to be gone. I say Derek Carr's going to be gone. But who can they bring in? Who are the Raiders possibly going to bring in when it comes to this offseason? Because understand that the Las Vegas Raiders, Trent Brown, Derek Carr, Nelson Aguilar, Eric Harris, they got guys like Jonathan Hankins, Vic Beasley, There is going to be a good amount of free agents this offseason for the Raiders. There are going to be players that are not going to be back in Las Vegas. So, what do they need the most? Well, for starters, they need an offensive line. All right. Beefing up their offensive line to protect Marcus Mariota is their essential need in Las Vegas. Them going out and getting a solid left tackle. Them going out and getting a solid right guard, a solid right tackle. Understand that outside of Rodney Hudson and outside of Richie Incognito, the rest of their offensive line has been shaky at best. So the biggest need for the Raiders is to go out and get offensive line. In fact, I say to all of you that the Raiders management is Needs to go out and get the best offensive lineman in the NFL. They need to go out and get the best offensive line that they can honestly go out and get every single year, because understand that your meat wall is the most important in the NFL. Understand that going out and getting a guy that like Joe, to- uh, Joe Tooney from the New England Patriots, he's a solid guy. Going out and getting a Trent Williams, a Russell Akum, There are plenty of offensive linemen that, yeah, they would cost a good amount of money. But understand that if you want to protect the quarterback, understand that if you want to open up lanes for Josh Jacobs, you're going to have to spend the money to protect your guys. All right. It's like that old, it's like that old cliche. Hey, you take care of me. I'll take care of you. And so if you take care of your offensive line, your offensive line will take care of your quarterback. They'll take care of their running back. So their biggest need is an offensive lineman. Their second biggest need is a wide receiver. And how can they fix the wide receiver position? Very simple. You call up the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you say, Juju Smith-Schuster. How about you come play for our team and be a number two guy? Hey, how about you go to Kansas City and you go get their number two guy with Sammy Watkins? Maybe you go to Houston and you go get Will Fuller. Go to Cincinnati, maybe get an A.J. Green. Understand the Las Vegas Raiders. Henry Ruggs has speed, but his hands are not there. Nelson Aguilar is a free agent. He might leave. So if I'm the Las Vegas Raiders, I am going to invest in a number one wide receiver. If I'm the Raiders, I need to go out and I need to go get a guy that can get me quality uh, catches. And to me, Sammy Watkins would be that guy. And I know he's with Kansas City. I know he has been winning Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes as the number two alongside Tyree Kill. But if I'm the Raiders, I go out and I give a contract to Sammy Watkins so that he could become the number one for the Las Vegas Raiders. And if he doesn't come there, then I would give Allen Robinson as my number two. So we're going to get into the 2021 NFL draft, and we're going to talk about what the Raiders can do with their selection here on the Sports Angle. We'll be right back.
0: amp the multi-format network is here to help create produce distribute and sell your content for more information send a message to info at aamp.tv that's info at aamp.tv Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet, you decide
1: This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
3: 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention business owners. You and your
0: customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it. Every business needs customers even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at the sportscircus.com. That's info at the sportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus.
2: Welcome back to the Sports Angle live on AMP TV, A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Now, we have been discussing the Las Vegas Raiders here on the Sports Angle. Now, in the last segment, I talked about what they need to do this offseason. I discussed what they need to do with Derek Carr, what they need to do with Trent Brown, what they need to do when it comes to getting a good, solid offensive lineman, going out and getting a number one wide receiver. Now, the 2021 NFL Draft is only a couple of months away. The Las Vegas Raiders have the 17th pick in the NFL Draft. Now, this is very important because they were not bad enough. To get any of the top picks. But they were not good enough. To make the playoffs. See I've always told people. That from around pick 12. To pick 18. Is what I like to call. The no man zone. All right, Because when you're in pick 12. To pick 18. You weren't bad enough. To get an elite talent. But you were not good enough. To make the playoffs. It's what I like to call mediocrity. It's what I like to call average. So the Las Vegas Raiders have the 17th pick, and there is plenty of options that this team can go with. Now, I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball, and then we will transition to the offense side of the ball. Now, on defense, the Raiders need help on the defensive back. All right, They drafted Damian Arnett. They've drafted Jonathan Abram, but they still need help when it comes to stopping a Tyree Kill. They still need help stopping a Keenan Allen, stopping a Cortland Sutton. So they could go out and get a corner like Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. I right, understand that they—he's six foot two, he's two hundred and seven pounds—and when you have a guy with that size he would be able to help out as a number two corner for the Raiders. Okay, you have Arnett as your number one and Farley as your number two. That is a solid option for the Raiders. But let's say that they don't want to focus on defensive backs. Let's say they want to focus on getting a defensive lineman. Let's say they want to focus on getting to the quarterback. Well, Gregory Rousseau, defensive end from Miami, now, this guy is a freak. And I'm saying this in a positive way. This guy is a gifted athlete. I mean, he is six foot seven, 265 pounds, and he likes to eat quarterbacks for breakfast. All right. This guy was known at Miami to get to the quarterback very quickly. And if you are the Las Vegas Raiders, if Gregory Rousseau is still out on the board at pick 17, That is the guy you need to get into the backfield and sack Patrick Mahomes and sack Drew Locke and sack Justin Herbert. Or if Denver goes out and gets a Matthew Matthew Stafford, or if they go out and get a Deshaun Watson, well, you're going to need Rousseau to sack them as well. And let's say they need a linebacker. Now, they did get Corey Littleton. They have beefed up their linebacking core over the last couple of years. But let's say one of their linebackers leaves in free agency. Well in the linebacking position, Zavin Collins from Tulsa. He's six foot four, 260 pounds, and they is what he likes to call a multi dimensional linebacker. In other words, he can play outside linebacker, inside linebacker, he can play almost every position in At the linebacker spot. And when you have a linebacker like that. Who can play almost every single spot. At the linebacker. That is a valuable piece. That the Raiders could have. To have alongside a Littleton. Alongside a Kwartowski. That would be special. For the Raiders. Now we focused on the defensive side. I talked about Caleb Farley. The corner from Virginia Tech. I talked about Gregory Rousseau the defensive end from Miami, and or Zaven Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. So as we're talking about the Raiders and what they can do with the 2021 NFL draft, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Because let's be honest, there is only one thing they need during the draft. There is only one position on the offense that they need to address, and that is their offensive line. All right. They're going to go get a wide receiver in free agency. And also, because of one of my family members bringing this up, the Raiders don't want to admit that Ruggs is a mistake. So they would not draft a wide receiver in back-to-back drafts in the first round. Because when you draft a wide receiver again in the first round, that is subtly and subliminally telling your fan base that you know that you messed up on the guy you drafted a year before. So they're not going to draft a wide receiver. They're not going to draft a tight end. They have Darren Waller. They're not going to draft a running back. They have Josh Jacobs and their quarterback situation. Regardless if it's Carr or Mariota, they are confident with who they have under center. So the only logical explanation... And the only logical conclusion is their offensive line. Now, what kind of offensive lineman would be available at pick 17? Well, according to experts and analysts, Jalen Mayfield. He is this offensive tackle from Michigan, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds. And the fact is, is that they would need somebody to protect Marcus Mariota. They would need somebody to open the lanes for J- for Josh Jacobs. And if anybody watched Michigan this year, you will know that Jalen Mayfield was one of the only bright spots of that season. Understand that Jalen Mayfield is a talented tackle. And if the Raiders can release Trent Brown, save $14 million in cap, and then replace him with a younger Jalen Mayfield, I believe that would be best for the Las Vegas Raiders. And if the Jalen Mayfield is taken by any chance, then Taven Jenkins, an offensive tackle from Oklahoma State, is six foot six. He is a guy that would be great for the Las Vegas Raiders. Understand that they need to get that meat wall uh created, they need to sort out who is gonna protect Mariota. They need to make sure that Josh Jacobs has enough running lanes to get open because running backs, they will know firsthand that the only way that you're going to get past the line of scrimmage is if you have your offensive linemen putting in that work. And Mayfield and Jenkins can definitely put in the work at the next level. But I want to turn it to all of you. I want to turn it to everyone who's listening on Amp TV. I want to turn it to all the people who are listening on Facebook Live, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on KIOF 97.9 FM. Who do you think the Raiders should take in the NFL draft? Do you think they should go on the defensive side of the ball and go get a number two corner? Uh, upgrade their defensive line and go get somebody to line up alongside a Max Crosby and go after the quarterback. Or maybe you add depth to your linebacking core and you bring in somebody that could play all four positions at the linebacker spot. Or if you're someone who's offensive heavy, do you focus on your offensive line and do you protect your quarterback? Do you make lanes for your running back? Do you buy enough time to have your quarterback pass it to Darren Waller 40 yards down the field? Because there's a lot of decisions that Mike Mayock and John Gruden are going to have to make. There are crucial decisions this offseason that the Raiders are going to have to address. They're going to have to address the Derek Carr situation. They're going to have to address the terrible contract of Trent Brown. They're going to have to address what they're going to do with Nelson Aguilar and the guys who are free agents this offseason. And more importantly, they have to go out and find a number one wide receiver. They need to go out and get an offensive lineman that can protect the quarterback. That's what I have laid out for the Raiders. That's what I say should happen with this Raiders organization. But I'm asking all of you, what do you think they need to do? Do you think they should go completely left field and draft a quarterback? Are you one of those people who believes that the Raiders should wait for the second round and draft a guy like Kyle Trask from Florida? Are you someone who believes the Raiders should trade up and go get a Mac Jones? Go get a Trey Lance. And if you're someone who believes the Raiders need a quarterback, that's fine. But understand that if you're going to trade up to go get a quarterback, what are you going to do with Marcus Mariota, who you signed to a two-year deal? If you're going to trade up to go get a quarterback, what are you going to do with Derek Carr if you don't let him go? Because understand that the Raiders offseason, the biggest question— The biggest question mark is what are they going to do with Derek Carr? Because, Raiders fans, let me tell you one important thing. The Raiders are not going to do anything drastic until they figure out the Carr situation. All right. Until they decide to either A, bring him back, B, trade him, or C, release him and save $19.6 million until they get that situation sorted out, they are not going to make any drastic change to the roster. That is a guarantee that I will say with the Las Vegas Raiders, is that they will not make any drastic change to the roster until they solve the quarterback issue. Until they solve what they can do with Derek Carr, they are not going to make any moves with the wide receivers. They're not going to make any moves with the offensive line. Because Derek Carr is their most valuable asset this offseason. Derek Carr is their most important issue that they have to deal with. Now, I say the Raiders are going to let him go. Some of you are saying he's going to stay. We will find out this offseason here in Las Vegas what they're going to do with Derek Carr. And for everyone who wants my angle on the NFL draft, I have the Las Vegas Raiders Taking defensive end Gregory Rousseau from Miami. I mean, having a six foot seven, 265 pound monster uh, going after Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke, and Justin Herbert, that would be best for business for the Las Vegas Raiders. And that would be great for their defense. This is the Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. So long, everyone.